Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backwards. But we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Hee-Haw episode. Get on the grid. Hee-Haw. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Welcome into the early line. Hour number two right here on Sports Grid. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on a Tuesday morning. Week nine finishes up with the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Chicago Bears 29 29- 27 Pittsburgh moves to five and three Justin Fields just short of 300 passing yards as the Bears head into the bye we turn our attention to week 10 just like that in the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers stick with an NFC North opponent and it is the team that is still waiting on their first win the Detroit Lions, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs coming off of their bye week. Donnie, the total in this game is a 43. Yeah, NFL should have probably helped out Detroit here, knowing they weren't going to be a great football team, so give them their bye at home, maybe against a lesser opponent. But now you're going to have to go on the road to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, a little bit of a short week for the Steelers because they did play Monday Night Football, Kevin, but as always, they're home. They didn't have to travel, so they're going to be there. My favorite topic for this game is a dome team going outdoors to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you saw last night, we capped it off to start the show, but in play sports tonight, mid-50s, light winds. That is scoring conditions, and they scored last night. Let's take a look at the forecast this week in the Steel City, Kevin. 32 degrees and snow. So now we get into those November days where when you're trying to nail down who you like in these football games, what the weather conditions are, can they score? Not to say that a nice little light snow is going to be prohibitive to scoring points, but it certainly doesn't overall help the picture. But at the same time, you're going to have a rested Detroit team coming in to play Pittsburgh. But does a rested Detroit team make any difference than a not-rested Detroit team? It's still a bad mm. team. It's just a matter of fact if you want to lay that nine points because coming into the game last night, Kevin, I'm saying to myself, if I was going to bet a side in this game, it was probably going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers laying the seven points. Looked like that was going to be a genius move early in the game, but not so fast as we moved into the second half. The Pittsburgh Steelers laying any more than seven, that's a tall task to ask here. At one point, the Steelers were 18.5-point favorites on the live line yes. in that game against the Chicago Bears. There was an odd boost last night for the Steelers to win between 1 and 13 points. That looked golden, then was awful, mm. then was golden mm. again. Then also they were going to lose the football game. I mean, it was an absolute ride if you were on that odds boost. With that being said, though, you have a Detroit Lions team that has rotated covers each and every week. And, of course, the last game that they put forward before the bye, an absolute tail-kicking at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles. You might just find yourself with a Detroit team that's ready to roll off of a bye. Keep in mind, though, teams off of bye weeks haven't been producing that well against the number here. Not at all early season, but also not producing against the number. The Steelers is a favorite. 
0-4 right now against the numbers favorite. It's the Mike Tomlin special. You love him as a dog. You hate him as a favorite. It's just been this way for over a decade now when it comes to Mike Tomlin and this Pittsburgh Steelers team. I, I do think, of course, that weather, Donnie, is super important. That 43, without that information, looks a little bit light. Pittsburgh is a team that you would expect to be fine in the bad weather. But I also think Dan Campbell might cry tears of joy having to play in football weather like that. No, certainly. And also, when you take a look at the two quarterbacks that you have, not exactly live arms, Kevin, with throwing the football downfield, more of a dink and dunk fashion. So you're right. You see the 43 on the board. So now, wait a second. Schwartz got one of the worst defenses in the NFL. We just saw the Steelers put up, you know, 29 points against a bad Chicago Bears defense, per se, and they should be able to do the same. And they really should. But the fact of the matter is, you need the running mates, Kevin, when you get in here. And I don't know if Detroit's going to be running all that fast. Radio audience in full effect. Appreciate all those tuning in to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side starting the early lines look here for week number 10. Comparable game to Pittsburgh and Detroit is Baltimore and Miami. Thursday night football this one here, Donnie. The Ravens are seven and a half point favorites on the road. The total in this game, 46 and a half. And what I love about this game is we don't know who's going to be the quarterback for Miami, and it absolutely does not matter whether it is Jacoby Brissett or to a tongue of Iloa. Yeah, it looks like a limited weapons as well. Now, they did get a win against the Houston Texans, but again, it was a win against the Houston Texans. A little bit of a leveling up in competition here. The Baltimore Ravens did need overtime, so maybe coming in a little bit tired in this game, having to play an overtime game on Sunday, come back and win, expend a lot of energy, then travel on a Thursday night to go down to play Miami. Also keep in mind, you know me, Kevin. I love to take a look at weather. Just told you about maybe snow in the forecast for Pittsburgh on Sunday. This game might be a little bit easier to look at. You know what's going to have to take place in South Florida? You got it. Rain in the forecast. So that might dampen things. But again, if there's rain in the forecast and the field is a little bit slick, I don't know, Lamar Jackson running around trying to tackle him in the rain or a slick you know, surface, that doesn't seem all that helpful for the Miami Dolphins defense. But what are we getting down to this game? Let's just say FanDuel opens up at 48 now, 46 and a half. I don't know if that's just per se. We don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Miami Dolphins or people factoring in. There is rain in the forecast. But the one thing I do know, I'm not rushing to the window to take the Miami Dolphins in this game. Now, we can also say the Baltimore Ravens had some suspect performances this year, particularly against teams they should be handling easily, like the Detroit Lions, and almost lost that game. But I don't want to put that in the same category here. It would be the Baltimore Ravens are nothing for me on Thursday night. I can't trust the Dolphins. They just aren't talented enough for me. The Overall, this is a Ravens team that has, just like the Steelers, struggled against the number as a favorite to begin this season here. Miami Dolphins, though, just struggled against the Houston Texans in a game where the Texans offense completely no-showed the game with Tyrod Taylor throwing three interceptions. But we talk about early lines. At number seven and a half, they're going to announce Brissett or they're going to announce Tua, and I don't expect that line to move. They just continue to be booked as the same price at the quarterback position. We'll talk some more early lines next, including a game where perhaps Odell Beckham will be featured. We'll break it all down after this break. Sports professor Rick Haro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your daily numbers game. NFL, FanDuel, DraftKings, PointsBet, BetMGM, the whole panoply of gaming operations and their deals going very well, you would expect with the NFL. But here's a new one. Aristocrat Gaming, 90 countries, 300 jurisdictions, 
branded NFL games across all casino floors as early as the 2023 season, which will give an opportunity not just to generate increased revenue and excitement, but obviously more bets on a regular basis because these gamblers will have the opportunity to, quote, support their favorite team, even if it's just branding. And the NFL has jumped all in with all aspects of gaming, now, 2023, and way beyond. Sports Professor Rick Haro, Daily Numbers Game. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back right here on Sports Grid. Taking a look at the early lines here for week number 10 in the NFL. And perhaps your biggest game, game of the week maybe, Packers-Seahawks. It's funny, if this game was one week earlier on the slate, Geno Smith versus Jordan Love. Instead, it looks like we will be getting Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers are four-point favorites with a total of 50 on the board. But I have to tell you, I think right now the side of the total, while very interesting, It is just the two quarterbacks and their return to the field that is worth mentioning when you talk about projecting movement on lines, and it's the MVP market. Set in hour number one, where is the Russell Wilson MVP price? I get it. He has missed three games. But we have a 17-game season. Could you possibly hold a three-game loss and not lose everything? It's possible, I think, for a guy of Russell Wilson's talent and value. He's going to have to play some great football. But he played pretty good football his opening five games of the season. If this Seattle Seahawks team can get themselves into the playoffs, which, by the way, look at the back end of the NFC. They certainly could get themselves into the playoffs. Russell Wilson's going to have a case to be made 
in what is a race that is wide open. If he pulls an upset in his first game back against the Green Bay Packers, it's a big thing for Russell Wilson and, of course, the Seattle Seahawks. But on the other side of the field, Aaron Rodgers, a 10-to-1 price to an MVP. There is a bit of an elephant in the room as it pertains to this Rodgers MVP candidacy. You have to address it when betting. You can't. And it's this idea that if Aaron Rodgers is a deserving winner of this award, some will choose not to vote for him because of everything that just transpired over the past week off field. We don't know if that will actually play out. And I struggle to think it would. But also, maybe it's close. Maybe Aaron Rodgers and another quarterback are a coin flip, and that's the separator for a couple of voters. Maybe it is. What if Aaron Rodgers just completely laps the field here in a way that he did last year when it pertained to an MVP award? He is the reigning MVP. And the thing about Aaron Rodgers is this one-two punch that he can bring by missing the game against this Chiefs defense, that is terrible. And you all know it's terrible. Jordan Love go out there and struggle to put any points up on the board. Devontae Adams, number lackluster. Matt LaFleur saying, hand up, it's all my fault. And Rodgers to walk back in, throw it all over against the Seattle defense, 300 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. And everyone say, when it comes to the word value, how do you argue in Aaron Rodgers? A 10-to-1 number for him. What's also going to be interesting as it pertains to this football game is it might just feature an Odell Beckham Jr. There's a lot of reports around Odell, what he wants, where he wants to be. We know it want, he wants to be on a contender. We know that. We've also heard apparently he wants to be on the Seattle Seahawks. A contender to make the postseason sure, to win a Super Bowl, hard to argue. There's also the fact that he very well could be picked up on waivers. If Odell is picked up on waivers, there are reports that says if his team doesn't want to be on, he's going to cause a disturbance. Tomorrow, we should know who Odell Beckham is going to be playing the remainder of the season with. I look forward to breaking that down. The question is, will Odell be happy about where he lands ultimately? And what would Odell Beckham Jr.? props look like could Odell Beckham Jr. impact a point spread if he lands on Seattle do we go from plus four to plus three interesting stuff that we have to watch play out let's keep moving through this board a little bit here for week number 10 because you have a Raiders Chiefs game that is just a delightful one to break down Kansas City a road two and a half point favorite your total in this game is 51 and a half this is Sunday night football the Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of maybe their worst offensive performance. The game against the Titans was turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. It was ugly. It wasn't their game. But this game here against the Green Bay Packers, they were home, shut out in the second half. It just, it all looked so terrible. Now, maybe it was a product of the environment. They knew that Jordan Love and the Packers couldn't move the football. But at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes had to go to the Mahomes well on a third and long completion to end that football game. The one thing I wonder is, could that final play maybe give Mahomes the runway and, dare I say, confidence that he needs to get back to his typical self here? We talk about reading early lines, two and a half 
minus 122. We're closer to the Chiefs being a field goal favorite than this becoming a, say, pick em kind of football game by a long shot here, right? You have a Vegas team that's coming off of a horrible performance against the Giants. Another team struggling off the bye. Can't emphasize this enough. Teams off the bye week. It's just not going well right now. Not, it was both the Raiders and the Ravens last week off the bye, neither uh, covering the number in their game. But Vegas comes back home. Vegas can perhaps be that Jekyll and Hyde football team here. But here's where this game matters so much. And again, we talk about the early lines for your point spreads and your totals. But you also want to think to the futures market here. And how about the Kansas City Chiefs odds to win the AFC West? Right now, plus 175. In front of them, the Los Angeles Chargers at plus 140. The Vegas Raiders are plus 450. If Vegas wins this game, they will jump the Kansas City Chiefs in odds to win the AFC West. I don't see any way that doesn't end up being the case here. They are 5-3 and three right now, the Vegas Raiders. The Chiefs enter this game 5-4. and four. Vegas would be creating some legitimate separation with the win. And also, it would say a good amount about this football team if they were able to take down KC. But on the other side of the coin here, regardless of what the Chargers do this upcoming weekend, I believe if Kansas City goes out there and beats the Vegas Raiders, they go to favorites to win this division. That's my expectation here. The AFC West odds, you could probably say the most fascinating odds of any division. It is the only division that does not have a minus money favorite right now. The Kansas City Chiefs needing a win. Travis Kelsey finding the end zone last week. And again, closing it out with a big time play. Can they do enough? It'll be fun to follow. There's another game I wanted to make sure we brought up here. And this one, though, is just traditional looking at a spread and trying to get a sense of where value could land. Because you have the Arizona Cardinals as 10-point home favorites against the Carolina Panthers, a total in this football game of 44-and-a-half. Carolina's defense is good. They show up on a weekly basis, even though they know that the quarterback play right now is going to be quite desperate. But we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. It might be P.J. Walker. Sam Darnold a little bit banged up. The question is, and the way we talk about Tua Tungavailoa and the way we talk about a Jacoby Brissett, does it matter if it's P.J. Walker at this point? Again, Sam Darnold had a three-drive stretch in that game against the New England Patriots. Interception, pick six, interception. Three straight drives. Awful football he's playing. I'm not sure that they don't announce P.J. Walker and this number dips below the 10, in fact, because people might want to click away on an anti-Sam Darnold thing. But here's the other question. Does Kyler Murray play this football game? Cliff Kingsbury didn't commit to it. We're not going to have to see throughout the week whether it's Kyler Murray. And I know they just beat the Niners on the road with Colt McCoy. That is a difficult thing to sustain if you are the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not sure Colt McCoy, who is a five-and-a-half-point underdog just this past weekend, would be a double-digit favorite against the Carolina Panthers, a legitimately good defense here in this game. This one, Arizona and Carolina, might see the most line movement from Tuesday to Sunday based on some very important information around these quarterbacks. Some Week 10 early looks. You love to see it. We take a break, though, on the early line. When we come back, let's talk college basketball. The Champions Classic, Gonzaga's in action, Memphis's debuting freshman, and a lot more next. 
This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. A private ride to space, it's all fun and games if you're William Shatner. In an instant, you go, whoa. Otherwise, lately, space tourism is having a few technical problems. SpaceX Crew Dragon? Stinky. Leaky Plumbing? Oh. Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic? Grounded by the FAA for airspace violations. And unless you're comped like Shatner for your ride, so weird. your one-hour flight? Really expensive! Now there's an alternative. Worldview and Space Perspective are offering up to 12-hour leisurely balloon flights 100,000 feet up to the top of the stratosphere with gourmet meals in the world's highest rooftop bar with separate plumbing. Follow me at Chicopalbo on Twitter and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You were born with it. It's always been there. It's been the basis of many, many friendships and connection with people who just know and think like you do. It's made life fun. Welcome home to the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back right here on the early line, and it is time to break down opening day in college basketball. Yeah, I just love to see it. I'll tell you right now, folks. We might have to break down a little Iona Gales if time does provide. But we started off with the Champions Classic. A pair of games at Madison Square Garden between four of the absolute biggest programs in the country. Also a pair of games that I'm still trying to figure out if I have time to attend here. But that's neither here nor there. Let's start with game number one, Michigan State, Kansas. Now this is interesting stuff. You have Kansas as your four-and-a-half-point favorite, a total of 143-and-a-half. Let's just start on the total. 
I think early season college basketball. It's been a while since we have had college basketball in our lives, right? I think it's going to have to really be a patient approach here on some totals. And if anything, maybe some blind unders. And I say that because the NBA right now is going through some unders, unders, unders. And I know that a part of that very well is to do with the new rule changes. I understand that. Also a new basketball. But one of the other notes that's been talked about in NBA circles is the return to full arenas and just the difference that is. Perhaps throwing off eyesight, just overall the atmosphere, maybe messing with the players a little bit here. And if that is going to be messing up the best basketball players in the world, what that could do to the college game is is difficult to say. Getting a sense for also the pace of these teams. DRS, you'll notice later into the year, will start to deliver those college basketball team totals that he does so well, so well with during the NFL season and the Major League Baseball season. But the patience is there for DRS because you need to get a sense of what these teams do pace-wise, efficiency-wise. I think you're going to want to be cautious on totals. I will say, though, and a little plug on in-play sports tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern start time on Sports Grid Radio, myself and Donnie Wright side, assuming uh, Xfinity comes back. Live totals, halftime looks, getting a sense of the pace, who's letting it fly from beyond the arc, game script as well. Okay, this team's down. They have to push it. That will really, I think, be a fun way to play total. But that being said, let's talk a little side. Let's talk two teams here. Now, you've got this Kansas team third in the country, and it's easy to see why. They bring back a ton of talent and names that you know, right? Ochi Agabaji, their leading scorer from last season. Jalen Wilson, who was, I believe, second in the Big 12 in double-doubles last year, though will not play in this game, suspended to open the season for the Jayhawks due to, I believe, a drunk driving situation there. Okay, but you're also bringing back a David McCormick, a Mitch Lightfoot comes back, a Christian Braun comes back, and a Bill Self-led team that's going to look to really rebound off of what was certainly a disappointing season for them, a round one exit in the NCAA tournament at the hands of USC, or perhaps a second round exit that game might have actually been. The reality, though, for Kansas and why this team jumps off of the page the two scoring guards that they added. Last year, I don't think this team had the scoring punch at the guard position that they needed to compete at a high level. Joseph Yetzfu coming over from Drake, probably more of a sixth man of the year option in the Big 12, going to look to provide that punch off the bench. Losing what Marcus Garrett brings on the defensive side of the basketball isn't insignificant, but replacing that with Remy Martin's offensive punch has to be enticing. We talked about it in the opening breakdown. 50-1 to 1, National Player of the Year on Remy Martin. The Kansas team is third. They're the best team in the country. And he is the best player on the best team in the country. Remy Martin's going to have a legitimate shout in that market. 51's is a big-time price here. And that's where Kansas draws me in in this basketball game as only a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And I'm sure some people will caution and say, hey, listen, Jalen Wilson not playing a very relevant player to this team. Sure. Is Kansas really a seven-point favorite with Jalen Wilson? What is Jalen Wilson's value to a point spread here? Early season. Tough to say. Plus, Bill Self has had all the time in the world to prepare for Jalen Wilson not being active for this game here 
against Michigan State. And here's the thing on a Michigan State team that ends up falling just shy of an 8P top 25. And I'm sure there would have been a little bit more luster added on to this game if they were just 25th, right? They didn't have 12, 13, just put 25th. Oh, two top 25 teams. It rolls off the tongue a little bit easier. But the thing on this Michigan State team is I think they might take a little bit of time to figure out who their lead dog is, right? Rocket Watts going over to play some SEC basketball. What do they get from freshman Max Christie? A lot of people excited to see. What does Joey Hauser bring to the table here another year at MSU? Tyson Walker, an interesting transfer for this team who last year was an 18-point-per-game score and a five-assist man. Can he really step up and be the lead dog here for MSU? All of those things are possible, but I don't think I want to bet on those things opening night. It draws me to Kansas, where, though, there's a little bit of hesitancy on laying a four-and-a-half number here with the Kansas Jayhawks, or it may be your money line parlaying opening night college basketball, which does sound a risky way to live. But if you are, the Champions Classic has been a bit of a haven for dogs. If you look at the last 11 games in the Champions Classic, remove one game where there was a pick and spread, Eight of the last 11 games have seen the underdogs cover. And six of those eight covering underdogs have won out right here. Covering your eyes and just betting the dogs in the Champions Classic has been a legitimate way to make money, which is understandable. The first games of the season, we don't know about these teams overall. Not enough, at least. Not as much as we'll know in, in February, in March, certainly. So that would be the hesitancy on a Kansas team coming into the game. But do I think they're four and a half points better than Michigan State? I do. I really do. Again, think if I told you this game was in Lawrence and Jalen Wilson plays, is Kansas laying 10 points, right? I think you're getting a bit of a discount right now on a Kansas group here. Let's go to game number two. Let's talk a little Duke. Let's talk a little Kentucky basketball. Now, this game, a very tight spread between Duke, who's number nine in the country, and Kentucky, who is number 10. Minus 118 money line there on Duke as well. Listen, sometimes you play it safe. No reason to go out there and lay a point and a half. You could play that money line. Uh, for Kentucky, though, I'd probably rather I put the point and a half in my pocket. This total, 148 and a half. Now, on the Duke side of things, it's all about Paolo Banchero. Tied for second in odds for the Wooden Award. In their you know, lead up to the season, the reports have been nothing but overwhelming around this kid that he is going to just be a superstar here for the Blue Devils. And Banchero might be the number one overall pick. It seems like he and Chet Holmgren will battle for that top spot maybe all year long. Though Banchero is not alone in terms of talented young freshmen here at Duke. I'm fascinated to watch a young player in A.J. Griffin for this Blue Devils team all season long. The interesting thing, of course, Coach K's final season. Where will that, if it does, factor into Duke, right? You're going to have really, you know, a big atmosphere for tonight's game, right? The first game of the final season. Probably the first game at Cameron Indoor. The last game at Cameron Indoor as well is going to be unbelievable. But realistically, right? It's a big story, but does it impact this team game to game? Does it impact this team in the points? Right? It might. The weight of that isn't insignificant. You're talking about one of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport getting set to hang it up. It's going to matter. It's also likely to be a love affair every single road game 
for a Coach K, people showing their respect. That's the expectation here. But this is going to be a little bit of an inexperienced Duke team. Usually you would say, well, I'm sure it's the same on the other side for Kentucky. Not exactly. Kentucky bringing over some legitimate transfers here that's going to make this group really fascinating because the one thing about John Calipari since he has been at Kentucky is when he has that blend of returning players and incoming freshmen that can really take the country by storm, he usually goes out there and competes for national championships, right? You think about the maxi Emmanuel quickly, Nick Richards, PJ Washington, Kentucky team. I had a future on to win a national championship that I was all too positive I was going to cash. At least I thought they had a very legitimate chance. That was the ended pandemic season. Of course, we talk about, we all know, the platoon squad. Five in, five out. Still for me over the last decade, I don't think I've seen a better college basketball team. And yes, I'm aware. They didn't go out there and win a national championship, losing to Wisconsin, who ultimately lost to that Jaheel Okafor and Justice Winslow, Grayson Allen, Duke team is what it is. But I think this is a Kentucky group, again, that's going to look to compete for a national championship. I do. Bringing back Keon Brooks Jr., bringing back Davion Mintz, and I think Mintz is going to be a key guy, was really important for Kentucky last season as a lead man. But also the transfers, right? Severe Wheeler coming over from Georgia. C.J. Frederick, sharpshooter from Iowa, will be fun to watch. And even Oscar Seabway, right, who makes that transfer from West Virginia, a legitimate big who can dominate on the interior for Kentucky. But, of course, still your notable freshman. None more important than Ty Ty Washington. Likely makes the starting eight as his team's leading point guard. Overall, I think this Kentucky roster is balanced, and it's one I think you want to back early season here. I'm not sure this team shouldn't be favorites in this basketball game. I think Kentucky gets the job done here against Duke as a slight dog here. I think they're going to have themselves a really strong season. We'll hit a couple more important college basketball games, and we'll get you a preview for a three-pack of NBA as well. Keep it right here. The early line continues after a quick break. The Sports Grid Radio Network presents This Date in Sports History. We are looking at a sports legend in the purple trunk. 1996, Evander Holyfield upsets Mike Tyson. Holyfield continues to dig in. A left hook to the head. He's got Tyson in trouble. Tyson's ready to go. Straight right in. The chopper stops the fight. And Holyfield has it. I can't believe what I'm saying. It's the most unbelievable thing I've ever been privileged to witness. For Sports Grid Radio, I'm Mike Demerges. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. 
Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No doubt about it. Things are crazy right now. Just read a paper. On second thought, don't. You're listening to something rock solid. Something to depend on. Believe in. Expert information on gaming, arts, and more. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back right here on the early line. Couple off with you. On this Tuesday morning, Xfinity taking out DRS. I'll have to send them a check. In the mail. About time. I got to stretch my legs here a little bit. Now, I want to give you a couple more notes in the college basketball world here. I don't know how many games we'll see player props. Probably just the Champions Classic games. But we do have some up right now for Duke, Kentucky. It is just the player points market, which is also noteworthy. I mean, player pro- like that's just fun stuff. Paolo Banchero, what do we talk about, right? The star for Duke. But look at that number. Eight. 18 and a half. It's a lot for a young kid in a debut. Now, he's a star. There's no doubt. It's still a big-time asking price. Something to keep in mind. I look forward to those markets developing throughout the day. There were just a couple of other games I wanted to bring up here before we transition to the NBA. And one of them, of course, is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Whenever the, the number one team is in the country, you'd like to bring it up. They're playing Dixie State. They're f- they're 40 and a half point favorite. 40 and a half point favorites. 165 and a half is the over-under. I made a, a whole big thing about being cautious on backing overs to open a season. Gonzaga's a different story. They're, they're going to score 100 points in this game, but also they're projected to score 100 points in this game. But I want to pair Gonzaga along with Memphis, who's going to play Tennessee Tech. Memphis, a 27 and a half point favorite. I look right now at these two teams and I look at where their best players check in for the Wooden Award, right? Drew Timmy is plus 450. Chet Holmgreen, 20 to 1. If Chet goes out there and dominates, which why wouldn't he? Now, Drew can as well. That's not the point. But if Chet is just as good, I'm not sure Timmy should be this far ahead of Holmgreen. That 20 to 1 number could drop. And by the way, I don't think outside of opening night, you'll see a ton of movement but I do think you might see a little bit tonight. Just some quick, what if Chet Holmgren goes out there and puts forward 25 and 12 and six with three blocks? It's very plausible. You you haven't seen any Holmgren basketball. You'll really enjoy it tonight. You're in for a treat. It's going to be a fun player to watch the college game. And on the Memphis note here, you'll notice Imani Bates and Jalen Thurn are both 30 to one. Star freshman that has, you know, this team hoping that this is the year Penny Hardaway and this group can really hit the ground running. As far, though, as Imani Bates versus Jalen Duran, Imani's NBA prospects have started to have some question marks around them. Not in terms of, is Imani Bates going to be an NBA player? No, that's ridiculous. But Imani Bates was supposed to be the number one overall pick for about 
four straight years. And now I'm not sure he is even the best NBA prospect on his own team. And especially for the college game, I think there's a world where Jalen Darden has a little bit of a better shout for a Wooden Award than in Imani Bates. 30-1, to again, a number that intrigues me. They are monster favorites. Last game of note, by the way, Alabama, Louisiana Tech. The reason why, Alabama is an 11.5-point favorite. That is your lowest point spread of any game that is going to be featuring a ranked team versus an unranked team tonight. Look at that Bama total, 163.5. Expect them to shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Again, interesting just to see that 11.5. We're calling it a tighter point spread, but relative to the rest of the market, it certainly is. Gonzaga's laying a 40 bomb here tonight. I guess technically Kansas, Michigan State is ranked on rank, but you kind of get the deal here. Let's talk a little NBA. Can't wait for the college basketball world. Yale's in action, by the way. They play App State. Rick Pitino, this is our season. Let's keep it moving. Milwaukee, Philly, NBA card, three-pack tonight of NBA action. I anticipate a little three-by-two boost. I look forward to it. I'm not sure you will see a a worse spot for a team than what the Philadelphia 76ers are going to have to deal with here against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Sixers are on the second leg of a back-to-back. They have no Tobias Harris and now no, no Joel Embiid, who is going to miss yesterday's game against the Knicks for rest. And about 20 minutes later, has to enter health and safety protocols. The Sixers really being hit hard right now. Their depth just continuing to take a hit here game after game, it feels like, whether it be legitimate injury or whether, of course, it has to do with some of the COVID-19 protocols. And also, it's not insignificant that Ben Simmons still isn't around for this team. He's still taking up a huge chunk of their salary cap. It is a player that they anticipate being a key contributor if they're not going to trade him, even though we've gone over this, they should trade him. The question though is what are you going to get from the Bucs here? Laying seven now in Philadelphia, number up from a sixth spot. The Bucs are playing horrendous basketball. Awful, awful basketball right now. They've lost five of their last six games here. Clearly missing Chris Middleton, missing a Brooke Lopez, and it's the offense that is struggling. They have failed to score. 100 points in four of their last six games. The Milwaukee Bucks that we were used to averaging a buck 20 a night, it felt like, failing to score. And overall, they've just been an under team. Seven straight unders for the Bucks. The Sixers have gone under the number five of their last six basketball games at home. The Sixers, five and one under at home, and the one over by one point. I look at this game here tonight, I look at a total that's dropping down from 221.5. I'm seeing right now at 219.5, hard to disagree, hard to still see an over. How is there enough punch from this Sixers team? How is there enough legs from this Sixers team to answer the bell, a struggling Milwaukee offense? I think it's a really nice look here tonight on under 219.5. If it packs up, uh, jumps back up in the 220 range as well, I think you could play under. You could justify a Bucks team total under even. In this game, let's keep it moving. Jazz Hawks. Honestly, I might already regret saying, does anybody have a worse schedule spot than the Sixers? I mean, that's kind of built of circumstance, being shorthanded, things of the like. Atlanta gets booked on a back to back at Golden State at Utah. My goodness, man. And there's maybe no team who was going to be put in a worse spot for this because they are awful on the road. Awful, horrible, horrendous. 
0-7 against the number on the road this year, Atlanta. And now they are on the, they are on the second leg of the back-to-back, where they have also been terrible. They've had that situation twice thus far. They lost both of those by double digits. One of those was against the Utah Jazz. The Jazz proceeded to score just under 80 points in the second half of a basketball game against the Atlanta Hawks that time in Atlanta. Donovan Mitchell didn't even play in the game. Here's where I think tonight's game feels the safest to play it. Listen, Utah's numbers climbing, climbing, climbing. The total for this basketball game is 221. Where I'm interested will be a Utah Jazz team total. We mentioned this trend quickly yesterday that Atlanta had allowed four consecutive road opponents to score 117 or better. We'll make that five consecutive as Golden State put 127 on their head. Now in the second leg of a back-to-back, a Utah team total, 114.5. Constantly giving this up on the road. Jazz scored 116 with no Donovan Mitchell. And they only they scored under 40 in the first half of that game, the Jazz, and still got over this mark. The other Atlanta back-to-back, they gave up a buck 22 to the Washington Wizards. The Jazz team total tonight jumps off the page in an NBA that just right now seems as if everyone is kind of lower scoring, lower scoring, lower scoring. That doesn't appear to be the case right now for the Atlanta Hawks defense. They are bleeding points overall. And the road has just been a nightmare. It really has. Some of these early season against the number trends for where the you know teams are performing well or not. Atlanta's been tremendous at home and just, again, a total nightmare away from ATL. Your last game on the board here is Clippers-Blazers. What a fascinating game. You've got a two-and-a-half-point spread on the Los Angeles Clippers and a total of 220. Why this game to me is so fascinating, it's their third meeting already. It's only played like 10 games. Why are these teams playing all of their games? So They won't play again unless they meet in the playoffs. Very odd. Overall, the home team won both games, and they won them big, okay? Portland at home won by 30, 116 to 86. The Clippers won their home tilt by 19, and the Clippers are home once again. Right now, a three to two and a half point favorite here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Clippers are, the Clippers feel like a very clear spot tonight. I'm I'm a little hesitant only because the number feels quite short when you consider, like they're, they're close teams, but the home side of it has just been so overwhelming. I struggle to find a way to convince anyone to back the Portland Trailblazers here in this basketball game. Now, one thing that's noteworthy, of course, is both of these meetings went under. That's because, again, the road team did next to nothing on the offensive side of the basketball. So, a Blazers team total under, which, by the way, the Blazers have gone under their team total in three of their last four games. So, keep that in mind as well. It could be a, again, those team total looks, right, that Donnie always talks about, they they make sense because it just it cuts the game in half, essentially. You're focused kind of on the on just the one team and what they will or maybe won't bring to the table. And a Clippers team that is now starting to play some better basketball, by the way, covering their last three games, right, and all of those being wins, 
just fading the Blazers feels safer overall. But maybe you just lay the two and a half. Maybe it's light and you're going to get some great value overall. There's another thing I wanted to bring up when it pertains to the LA Clippers, though, here before we hit our break. And that is Paul George and an MVP candidacy because we opened this uh, early hour number one, hot or not, Steph Curry, does he deserve to be the front runner for MVP? And again, the answer is yes. They're nine and one. The narratives are there. There's a lot of people that actively feel like he perhaps was robbed of an award last year. He was not. It was clearly Nikola Jokic. That doesn't matter, though. People will gladly give Steph the award this season. But we talk about a guy like Paul George. And we look at what Paul George has on his plate. And he is, at the minimum, noteworthy in this race when you consider a 25 to 1 price. He currently is the eighth choice on the board here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you look at Paul George right now, he leads his team in points, rebounds, assists, and steals. Doing it all, right? That LeBron James-esque situation. What's also LeBron James-esque is we kind of look around right now and you ask yourself about what kind of help is PG getting here? Averaging 27 a game, eight rebounds, five assists overall. Reggie Jackson is this team's second leading scorer. Reggie Jackson was great last year in the postseason. I get it. You get it. We got it. Cool. But let's just look at some of these other guys here, right? And they're, they're second in commands, right? You know, Kevin Durant playing alongside a James Harden. The, you know, Giannis and, and, and some of the, you know, the, the players that you have in Milwaukee. We talk about Middleton. You talk about Drew Holiday. Even Jimmy Butler's got a lot of players around him in Miami right now. Paul George fits more along the ilk of a Luka Doncic or a Nikola Jokic, maybe even a Joel Embiid, right? Embiid to me still has no equity in this award. He'll never play enough games. And this time it's not even his fault, right? But the question around Paul George, and the reason I bring it up is because they're starting to play some of that better basketball at 25 to 1. Can you start to make some headway here if the Clippers go on a run? Because Kawhi, I wouldn't expect this guy back. I really wouldn't. And Paul George at 25 to 1. We talk value. Nine or 10 games into a season, jumps off the page a little bit. We'll close out the early line after a quick break right here on a Tuesday morning. What's up, everybody? It's your late-night anger management professor inviting you to join me six nights a week at midnight Eastern on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Vent your rage with the top handicappers and insiders in the business. Tips are for waiters. Hedging is for garters. Pre-game breakdowns and post-game meltdowns. Lay it down and win with me, Gabriel Morenzi, six nights a week at midnight Eastern right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Other than that, you're on your own. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Justin, and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, 
sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Opinions. Everybody's got one. You know the rest. The trick is finding one that's actually backed up by expert analysis and accurate information. The word is trust. And we've got plenty of it to go around. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Time to close out the early line right here on Sports Grid. We appreciate everyone that's been hanging out with us here. On a Tuesday morning, Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright, trying to be back in action tomorrow. I just had some people cut some wires. Need a little time to shine. Although I'll get a little bit more of that, actually, coming up on the morning after. Be hanging out with Ben Scott Stevens there, breaking down Monday Night Football, all of the big results from the NBA, and getting you set, of course, for college basketball. I'm also sure that the morning after will have you covered on some action, folks. Tuesday football's back in the lines. They told you. It ain't going away. Just to give you some of those lines there in action, okay? Eastern Michigan, a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Ohio. Western Michigan, a 25-and-a-half-point favorite against Akron. Nice total there, 62-and-a-half. And then Miami of Ohio against the Buffalo Bulls, a touchdown-and-a-half favorite. 56-and-a-half is the over-under. Three football games tonight, plenty of action. Sometimes the FanDuel Sportsbook getting us involved as well with a little look at odds boosts in those games. Those should be fun to follow. But since I have a little bit of time here to myself, and since we're talking action, slap an extra A, let's talk about the Mac. Let's talk about Gales basketball. Listen, Iona opens it up, six and a half point favorite against App State. In new row, Rick Pitino, year two, game number one. Last year, no team, this isn't hyperbole, this isn't a spin, no team impacted by COVID more than the Iona Gales. Went to the NCAA tournament and legitimately hung with Alabama for the lion's share of that basketball game. Low total tonight, 136 and a half. They were an undergroup last year. Will they be again? We'll have to see. App State last year, a tournament team, though, as well, played in that 16-16 play-in game against Norfolk State and lost. So no slouch at all. I expect the gals to get after six and a half, a new row on a Tuesday. Good luck. Enjoy college basketball. The morning after is up next. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.